Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm here with my co-host Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, welcome back to the Late Night with Larry D Studios. Uh, we will, as Larry mentioned, we're going to change the branding of the podcast, but we still will be here in the Larry D Studios. That's right. Expect some rebranding coming your way, and but we'll let you know where to get in touch with us. And on that note, for right now, hit that subscribe button and follow us. And if you've had a haunting, an encounter, a UFO sighting, anything you want to let us know that's of the paranormal or not. Or a cryptid, something, anything. Uh, try. Anything you can explain that scared you. Try. You can get in touch with us at late night with Larry55 at gmail.com. Even if you walked in on your mother-in-law in the toilet and that scared you, we want to hear about it. If it scared you, we want to know. <laughs> it would probably scare anybody. but Right. Anyway, so today, of course, we're going to stay on the topic of the Squatch. Um, it's our favorite topic, as you all know. and It's especially our favorite topic during the summer because that's when we get to go out. Now, uh, we told you the last time we went out to uh, our usual stomping grounds, our research area. Uh, it, everything was closed, and that was because of the mud and snow. That's right. But I believe everything should be open. That's Hunting right. Hunting seasons are starting. That's right. Um, that's right. So uh, we're approaching it while it is springtime. So we're, we did go up there, as we told you last episode, and it was locked down. Or was it the episode after that? Episode well, before. Yeah. So uh, the episode prior to last episode, we let you know that we're up there. It was locked down tight. And uh, so... I'm thinking it's time to make another journey to see if they're open. Yes. And uh, I'm and hoping so because, like you said, it, it is squatching time now, right. folks. And, and actually, we were out and about earlier today. We're looking for uh, new squatching equipment. Uh, we, we're always on the lookout to whether it be a, a, a tent, a camping trailer, a camera, something to help us get deeper into the forest and to stay longer. That's right. And that, those are our intentions because if you're not out there, how can you have an encounter? Right. right. And we're, we're still hoping, fingers crossed, meet up with a couple of big females. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Patty, anyway. Like the, like the Patty Duke show, her and her identical cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, before we get started, we're going to do our shout out to you all. And uh, this is a a, spec a special elixir. Right. This will make you strong as a bull. Well, then, hell, let's chug a log. This is to you guys. To you. Thank you for being with us. Peace. Ah. All right. Here we go. So, as, as you know, we watch as many documentaries and uh, programs that are focused on Sasquatch as we can. And, uh, you know, you wonder sometimes, is it all BS for TV or are these real? Well, I was recently listening to some encounters. I went back and I watched a couple, rewatched, I should say, a couple episodes of uh, uh, The Forest is Haunted. And in in one of the episodes, there's a story of a a, a I guess he's the grandfather and he takes his grandson fishing and they have a close up encounter with, with the Squatch. Um, I don't know if you know the episode I'm talking about. When they're fishing. Right. They're fishing. And well, they start day one, they go fishing and uh, they get their rods in the water. And is, is that where he's throwing things in the water? Yeah, right. He throws, yeah. he throws these big 
rocks in the water. And, and at first they're like, what the hell? Who's out there playing? Uh, and long story short, the, the grandfather eventually ends up unloading a couple of rounds from a shotgun at it. Right. And uh, he tells the boy to run to the truck. Right. And and from from him firing off a couple of shots, it seems like all it did was piss that Sasquatch off because uh, it wasn't a territorial charge then. It was actually after them. Right. And uh, he, he told the kid to run to the truck. And the kid said, I, I, I want to say his grandfather was ex-military, real he, tough guy, mountain man. Yeah, he and, was. And he said that's the first time he's seen him scared. Right. And uh, when it actually charged him, uh, the kid got in the truck and started honking the horn. And that distracted the Sasquatch because the grandfather had fell on the ground. He was shooting and walking backward. That's right. So he fell. Then the kid got the Sasquatch's distracted him with the horn with the horn so the grandfather was able to get up and run toward the truck but the sasquatch was chasing him toward the truck and then now how it unfolded actually i don't know but as far as tv it's it's classic you he gets in the truck it won't start it won't start here comes the sasquatch starts at the last minute and he's gone and of course you know you you wonder is that's just thrown in there for the drama effect for tv but my point is on this is i wonder how many people at lakes fishing actually had an encounter like that and didn't come forward now i've heard of encounters where they're at the lake and the Sasquatch is throwing rocks in and they just say, well, we're going to leave without ever having it bluff charge them or actually come after them. Or even a sighting. Right. So I thought about that and I said, I wonder if this happens more than people think. Um, I don't know, but it, it was put in my mind as a thought. I'm like, I wonder how many people go out, especially I know people that would used to do called night fishing. Right, we and, used to do that a lot. Right, and uh, I wonder if you're out night fishing and you have a, an encounter like that, and man, that, I'd, I'd probably freak out. Right, now I think there are a lot more encounters than get reported, and there's probably a couple of reasons. One, uh, the, the rock throwing, the noises, it scares off a lot of people right away, and they leave without seeing anything, so they don't exactly right. know what happened. Uh and secondly, if they do have an encounter where they have a, a visual sighting, a lot of them don't want to come forward. Yeah, um, I would definitely come forward. I don't care if people call me crazy or not. I would want other people to know, hey, right, this is right. what I saw in that area. Right, right. And when I had my encounter, that's why now I, I don't discredit anybody's encounter. You know, who right. might have called them a liar? I wasn't there. I, that's that's my premise as well. I, I won't call you a liar because I wasn't there. Now, I, I had a discussion with the gentleman yesterday. I was uh, downtown and uh, we were talking about uh, there was been a, a recent UFO uh, video leaked or put out there. The government said it wasn't theirs. It supposedly came from a, a sailor aboard a destroyer. Now, our discussion was how come the government acknowledges UFOs and people are more apt to believe that than uh, Sasquatch because the government is very tight-lipped about it. Right. They don't say much. And people, when you come out with your stories, they want to label you as a crackpot or something right away. Right. Why is that? I, You know, that's, 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 I don't know what to say about that, but I just think there's certain things that the government 
wants to steer you toward. Right. Now, the, I don't know why they stay so tight-lipped, and we've all heard the stories that the government knows that squatches are out there. Uh, I've seen flyers from Washington State for the Army when they go into the field telling them, these are the creatures you got to avoid and, and look out for. Uh, right. So if they're publishing material like that, then they know they're out there. Why won't they come forward and say, uh, these creatures are real, but you know, when you go out to the forest, just if you encounter them, the best thing to do is just leave them be. Right. Uh, now, now, we've talked about this before, and I debated this with that guy yesterday. Um, aliens, the existence of Bigfoot could, uh, it could rattle a lot of people. It could shake their foundations. And, uh, and I think that, uh, the government by acknowledging UFOs right now, it gives them more time to kind of blow off the Bigfoot thing. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense, but what, don't you think that by acknowledging aliens, it's going to ruffle their feathers and shake their faith anyway? The government hasn't actually officially acknowledged aliens. They'll just say these videos, this whatever this craft you see in the sky isn't ours right. as far as Americans. And, and to me, that's kind of an acknowledgement, if you ask me. Right, right. But uh, another thing we we're talking about was the government will say that's not one of our aircraft. Right. Now, are they saying it's uh, one of our uh, our enemies, our allies in other countries, or is it of another world of another world right so uh i don't know now i this guy he said now he, he found it bizarre that there would be a, a sailor on the deck of a destroyer with a cell phone but that's the new norm i i'm in these groups with military because i'm ex-military and a lot of these people they take cell phones on deployment i don't think that's healthy because that gives away ships movements and I, stuff yeah gps man. right but yeah. uh Anyway, they do have them. Uh, you've seen, uh, I know active members who are on social media all the time. Right, no, and they carry their tablets with them as well because they email family. Uh, and Well, I know the, the ships have Wi-Fi, so... Right, I mean. now, now, but he said, uh, he, he, he found it was strange that uh, the government said it wasn't theirs, but this uh, sailor was filming it. Now, I told him... I, I would almost bet that maybe it was something they were working on because, and you could probably back me up on this, that if there's a strange craft flying around a U.S. ship, there's going to be something going on. They're going to scramble fighters. That destroyer is going to start shooting off its guns. Well, here's the first thing that you know that it if it's not ours and it's within the proximity of, let's say, the... Uh, the no touch zone is what I would call it. The first thing they're going to do is all men, are, they're going to sound general quarters. Right. Everyone's going to get to their battle station. And that dude wouldn't have been on the. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have been on the back filming that. Uh, and when, when they do, when there's an unidentified craft approaching a shift, a ship, they, they, they sound general quarters. And, you know, that's just, that's the norm. Right. So. If they weren't pursuing it or something, that leads right. me to believe it was ours. Right. And, well, and it depends. Well, if it was far off, they, you know, they wouldn't sound general quarters. They'd but, monitor it, but it'd have to be further off than his eyes could see. Right. But the thing is, it, I saw the video. It seemed relatively close. If you could get a good shot with the cell phone. Uh, 
And the destroyer's not going to be out there alone. Uh-uh. They're part of a battle group. Yeah, destroyers don't go out so alone. So there's going to be several ships spread over several miles. Right. So that's a big no-touch zone. Right. No touch. No touchy. And, um, yeah, and he, he brought up the thing, well, do you remember the Tic Tac video? Right. Uh, he said, well, how come they didn't fire on that? I said, because that was in open waters. Right. It was not above one of our right. our bigger ships. Right. Or it, 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 it posed no threat to us. It would just fly next to our jets. Right, and and because it's in international waters, they can't just lock on and say, we're going to shoot it down. Right. Uh, they can lock on and monitor it and follow it, but but you see what happened when they did lock on it. It just it took off, right. blew them away. Well, uh, I have friends that they monitor these uh, news channels and uh they're real concerned, especially around the Alaska area, because there's always a game of cat and mouse with our aircraft and the Russians. Right. And that's why we don't shoot them out of the water, because it's international water. Right. And, uh, I mean, they're, they were surprised, but I told them, you know what, it's been happening <laughs> since I was in the military. and it's Since you and me both were. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I guess, I guess we uh, kind of went off topic. So I guess the topic today is aliens. Right, right. No, squatch, no, it, it was a squatch, but uh, it, it just uh, brought up the question, why doesn't the government acknowledge Sasquatch? I mean, and that's a good point. That's a damn good point. And, and uh, I, I posed the question to him, and he didn't have an answer for me because uh, Sasquatch and aliens always seem to, you know, their stories kind of intertwine. You know, they see orbs or, or sh- alien ships and when they have Sasquatch sightings. They, they do. So, it. Sometimes, not always. Well, and then you get the people out there that tie them together, say that Squatches are an extraterrestrial, that anytime you see a UFO shortly after, you'll have a Squatch sighting or vice versa. Had a Squatch sighting, now I have a UFO sighting. Um, is it true? I don't believe so. I truly believe squatches are flesh and blood. Um, like I said on our last uh, podcast, I watched a documentary and they tied the whoop sound to a baboon right. on, on the spectrogram. It was identical. So that lets you know that these creatures are definitely primate. Right, right. They are definitely primate. But, but I, I pose the question to him that you and I have talked about. I, I mentioned to you, uh, what if, you know, our astronauts need a, a bodysuit or some kind of suit to leave our atmosphere? What if that the aliens come here and that's like a, a suit for them? But it's more geared to get around the terrain better. Right. And, and, and because look at us, we go to the moon where... Uh, right, and, and not, but if you could get something that's geared to the terrain, something that could just breeze through the forest like nothing, uh, it makes sense to me. Now, that's I, I did you recently hear SpaceX launched uh, the, some more satellites? The, well, not only the Starlink, before the Starlink, they sent up uh, one of the rockets to meet the International Space Station. No, I didn't hear, well, that. and they, they had astronauts on this one. Uh, I think it's the Falcon, one of their Falcon ships, I think. Anyway, as the astronauts were going on up, they all had to like buckle in and man their gear because they had a close encounter with something that could have hit the ship, but was by the ship, but didn't. And they're saying, what was it? They, it was a U as they call them today, UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. And it, it came, <laughs> manana, 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 manana. And it, uh, 
they came close to the ship, so that's why they had to don their gear. And and I thought, wow, that's ballsy to tell the American people in the world that we had a close encounter. But I, we should be able to know. We should. I agree. Right. But, uh, I mean, you're going to man your, your gear. What's that going to do to some craft or some beans that could bend time and space to, to me it was it was senseless because i'm like and what are you going to do if going that fast you and another craft collide you're you're done especially Re- out there all right regardless of what you do but you know on the on the other hand if you were to get lucky take a few pop shots because there have been crashes we know that they are they have <laughs> vulnerabilities they do they do or we would never have I th- just here in New Mexico, there's two popular reported crash sites, uh, Aztec and uh, not Los, Al- Los Alamos. No, not no. Los Alamos. <laughs> Roswell. Roswell. How can you forget that? <clears throat> I live in New Mexico. Well, my mind's on the Hamas Mountain, so <laughs> Los Alamos right. is by we're, we're here in the studio, but our minds are in the in the mountains uh, where we should be. Right. And that's our motherland, so it calls to us. I'm itching to get out there. Now, um, we talked about uh, Dulce, too, because uh, there's a lot of alien stuff there. But there's also a lot of Bigfoot encounters. Right. Now, what what Indian tribe is over there? Or Native they're, they're Apache. They're, they're, the Hickory? The Hick- Hickory Apaches. Okay. And now, I, I couldn't remember what I was telling him about it, because my son is in a bowling league, and he met this... Uh, this gentleman from that tribe, he was down here bowling, and out of the blue, he tells my son, do you believe in Bigfoot? And he pulled out his phone and started showing them prints and stuff like that. And, I mean, just, you know, they, he said there's a lot going on up there. There is. And uh, I, I tried to get my son, uh, I said, when you see him again, give him my number, put me in touch with him. No, there's the the Hickory Apaches. Uh, for one, they don't want outsiders on their reservation land without an escort they just don't want you wandering right but there's a lot a lot of bigfoot sightings up there right just like you wouldn't want anyone walking through your backyard right no and i get it i get it too yeah you know and if you're respectful to them you'd be surprised how much they'll help you out right i mean they probably would take you to especially if you meet some and they say yeah i have had a personal sighting they'll probably take you right to where they've had their sighting right and uh and that's what we gotta get into next right now i used to go up to the hickory tribe a lot and do work in that area and i could tell you at night there's not many lights because it's it's not a big city. Right. It's not even a big town. Uh, it's a little community with the tribe, and uh, it gets dark, really dark. So I could see a lot of squatch sightings. And when I was at now, not to get off subject, but when I was up there, they told us a story about something called the Goat Man that people were seeing up there, and it was half man, half goat, like a. What was the little on Hercules, the cartoon Hercules when we were growing up? That what was a centaur? Is that what it's called? Or uh, half man, half goat? He, he I don't know what the, the goat. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what the goat yeah. was. Anyway, they're saying it's that type of creature, and some people have seen it. And uh, 
it, this was Hickory Apache tribal members telling me the story. They're like, no, nah, bro, the, there is, people have seen the goat man up here. Mm. Now, uh, a minotaur is half like bull? Oh, that's the bull, yes. Okay, now, I don't know wh which one it is, but uh, in uh, the north side of Gallup, uh, past Sky City, there's been sightings. I've, I've, I've talked to an eyewitness who claims they've seen one. And I don't know if it's a centaur or a minotaur. I can't remember. But up there in the hills behind Sky City. A man body with a bull head? Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Uh, a, a bull body with a man head? Yes. And okay. uh, we have a cousin who was in the Marine Corps station that, uh, was he at 29 Palms? 29 Palms. And then, uh, what is it, Joshua Tree? Yep. Uh, State Park? Yep. Joshua they, Tree. They, they claim they're back there. And there, there's a <clears> lot <throat> of strange claims about... Uh, uh, Joshua Tree, and uh, we'll get to those at another time, though. Well, yeah, and, and if you know, Joshua Tree is a big party spot for the hippies, so uh, you know, right? But there's a lot of Marines out there who claim they've seen something other than hippies, and and not only hippies, they've seen that, and and there's a lot of UFO activity out there, right? Now, now there's only a couple of other places where those Joshua trees grow on Earth, right? I do believe so. Yeah. But anyway, uh, back to big. Back to big for right. the we, topic. Yeah, we can't neglect our 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 idol. <laughs> <laughs> our our no, and I don't know. Maybe we're obsessed with it, but I'm obsessed with the Sasquatch topic just because of my brother's encounter. Right. We, we've always been intrigued, and we've <clears> always <throat> wanted to believe. But when I had my encounter, that just pushed me. Uh, it pushed me down a rabbit hole I can't seem to climb out of. And it seems like I'm following him down that road. Right, and I, I don't want to. I keep digging digger, digging deeper because <laughs> I know what I saw. Right. But I just want to, well, I can't say I want to experience it again because we've had some strange experiences. We've, we have. I believe we've smelled them when they got, they got close enough we could smell them. Yeah, the one time we, we that wet dog smell, we were yeah. like, and it was faint, but the wind carried it and... Like, that smells like a wet dog. Yeah. But you, you're right. We have had our experiences and our encounters out there, but I haven't had one like you. No, and but um, hopefully we will. And I think the more <clears throat> we go out there, the more they, they're getting used to us. Right. And if we do have one that scares me like uh, it... Uh, Frightened him. Uh, that'll probably be my last time out there. And I'll, and I'll tell you, no bullshit. You made me go back. Now you're going back. <laughs> right? I guess I guess what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So I guess what we're saying is we'll be doing this for the rest of our days. And uh, if we make it to the retirement age, we'll probably be doing it full time. That's right. If, if we retire, my check's coming in. Let's head to the mountains and, and stay there for a month out of time. We'll just, we'll just live out there. We'll build a little shack. Right. It'll be, um, I don't know if it's Bruce Springsteen or somebody sang a song. Uh, I went out, I have a wife and kids in Baltimore. Jack went out for a ride and never came back. Your wife will be wondering, where is he? I haven't seen him in two years. She won't care as long as uh, the retirement. My, my Her half gets here. As long as my pension hits the account, she won't care. Right. She'll say, he might be dead, but I'm not reporting it. Right. She'll be like, mm, maybe a squatch got him, but the checks are still coming. No, um, I do. Like, uh, we were out looking at some, like he was saying earlier, some uh, equipment. I want to stay out there for like a week. At least. At least. Because... You know, on the weekend, everyone goes out and they camp, and there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of distraction. 
No. When we've been out there by ourselves where we go and no one around, that seems like that's when the most activity happens. Right. I think when there's a lot of people, they kind of avoid the area. But like when we're the only ones out there, they're kind of like, huh, these idiots are here again. That's Let's what they see think. what they're doing. They're like, why do they keep coming back? <laughs> and why do they eat so much? <laughs> Those two questions they're asking themselves. <laughs> and what is that stuff they keep drinking? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the, they just drink a lot of it and they drink it all day. <laughs> but I, I do, I'm looking forward to getting back to the Hamas and and getting it going. And let, let, me bring, let me bring this to your attention. So I have a neighbor that... He swears, and I believe him, he's had many UFO sightings, and he's had uh, people with him when he's had these sightings. Now, he says he's afraid to tell people because they're going to think he's nuts, and he has told people, and you're right, they think he's nuts. But he told me, like three or four of his encounters, one of them was when he was hunting... And down in the ravine, uh, there was this craft just down there. And when they got, he said he's been no more than like 100 yards away from it. And he said it was a, a craft. You couldn't see no rivets, nothing. Spear, just solid. And it just stood there. And they're the ones that left. It didn't leave. They left. And he's seen one on the side of a mountain. Uh, you know, they're defying gravity and doing their thing. But... Here's what I'm getting at. He's had those experiences, and he's camped up in the Hamas all his life. His grandfather used to own a cabin up there, but he never heard about squatches up there. Never thought they were up there until I told him about my brother's experience, and he said, he said, no way. I've camped up there all my life. No way. Come to find out, he's talked to some of his other friends that have been up there and have hunted the area, and, and they told him, yeah. There's many sightings of those creatures up there. So he told me he's not going to go up there camping anymore. <laughs> right. And, you know, uh, the locals know about it because, uh, well, pre-COVID, they used to have a, a Sasquatch Day. They even started a, a Sasquatch Festival. Right. Um, it didn't get very far. Uh, it had a good turnout when it, it went. It, well, that was the first annual. That was the first one. But uh, then COVID just... It turned everything upside down. He killed it. And I would have loved to see the Hamas Springs little community continue that. I think that would have got so much bigger. Right. And, I think it would and, have And if you guys thing. ever go up there, stop in Hamas <clears throat> Springs. Man, it's a beautiful little community. It is. It's it's actually the kind of place where you'd want to retire. Try it. And if you like hippie chicks, that's <laughs> your place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, check it out. It's a good little community. And then once you pass that, you're coming into the mountains where we go. Then you're coming into Squatch territory. Squatch territory. And they're up there. They are. We know they are. Other people know they are. It's no secret. Right. We, we've never actually got to talk to many locals. No, but, but I would like to. I would, I would like too. to talk to some of them people that actually live in the Hamas Spring. Now, when we went up there to see if uh, the roads were open where we go, uh, they were not. But we did go into some of the communities there, and uh, we saw some of the biggest houses in the woods that... I've ever seen. I've ever, I'm like, wait a minute. Are there, there must be people with that are wealthy that live up in that area because some of these houses were not small 
and uh, they had their private drives. We couldn't get past because the drive's private. It was locked. and uh, Right, and uh, we're talking about moving up there in the tough shit. <laughs> now, I would like to ask some of these people if they've had any experiences because they have these beautiful big houses out there, and they have they throw their trash in their little their pets their pets their, run around the receptacles they have their pets i would like to stop and without getting a rifle put in my face saying cuz i'm trespassing I, you know ask them a question and say can you just be truthful with me and right. have you ever had any strange things occur right there? now we we've asked uh, four strangers before and uh, it's funny cuz when you ask them they pause and they they, they think go, about what they're gonna say. But but the one we asked, he he didn't even want to acknowledge it. Right. He said, Well, we've had encounters on the other side of the mountain, which is a Cuba side. Right. And then didn't your son ask one at the lake? Yes. And he just shit shut down after that. Right. He just didn't want to talk to us. Right. So it, you know, it's it's strange. Um but to ha to be out there full time is our goal. I mean it would be awesome to have a habituation area where we could interact and, you know, because you hear all these stories where people live in harmony with them and that would be cool. Well, and I, we, I think... We, we have no ill intent. No. We just want to know more. I don't... I, I'm not looking to shoot one. I'm not looking to kill one and bring the body back like some people. You know, you get some people to say, I'm out there because for people to believe you got to produce a body, I'm like... I don't think that that's right, that you should kill something just so someone could believe in it. Right. Uh, I'm like, you, what gives you the right to take any creature's life? Just as I'm opposed to big game hunting, elephants and all that. You don't eat Endangered meat. species. No, well, you don't eat that meat. If you're going to kill it, you need to eat the meat. Right. And even if you eat the meat, if it's an endangered species, don't do it, man. Well... I hate to say it then. I've I've tried to kill a lot of females because well, well those, are, those oh. are water buffaloes. Oh, okay, all right, all right, because I do eat. Yeah, them but eat. no, nothing bugs me more than these people who go kill elephants and lions. No, it it is to me. I'm like, is that's just an ego trip. And like here, the hunters, I'm I'm down with it because they they harvest the meat. Uh, they they don't waste nothing, and everything's controlled by uh, the the state by the that. state. You know, so right. our our Man, if you drive around New Mexico, we have a crap load of deer, elk, all kinds of wildlife. And we have a crap load of hunters. That's, right. that's one thing. We, we do have a, a crap load of hunters, but that don't mean they get to hunt every year. That's right. It's because they're selective. It's a lottery system. It's the draw. Right. But, you know, I still do. They do. They share the meat with us, so that's why I like it. Yep. And if they don't, we'll go steal it. Try it. When they're making jerky, we'll wait till it's just about done. That's right. But like we said, if you've had an encounter or you want to talk squatch with us intimately on the phone. Or even if you don't want us want to be on our, our podcast and you're willing to let us share your story. Right. And this little nitbit is for Mr. Smith. I need to send you an email because you do want to come on and I've just been lacking and is, i'm sorry is that dr smith lost in space that is dr smith okay dr smith we're gonna have you uh i my brother told me about you i keep i keep bugging my brother i yes. asked him have you contacted him let's talk to him and, and i haven't i haven't and i said i need to i told you i was gonna email you so i i am i'm gonna shoot you an email and you just tell me 
when's going to be best for you. Right. We'll, we'll work we, with your schedule. We want you on. Yep. Like and the Kiss song, I want you. That's right. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed what we brought to you today. I know we rambled a little bit, but that's what podcasts are all about. That's who we do. That's right. So thanks for listening. And you know how to get in touch with us. And just be good to people because today's world is so crazy. Yeah, we got enough BS going on, you know. Be good to one another, you know. And everybody's going through something you don't know about. So just be kind, you know. Right. It, it don't, you know, a couple of kind words could change somebody's whole day. And if, you, if you're feeling frustrated with society in general, head to the mountains. There you go. It's called a... A disconnect. That's right. You'd be surprised how that'll change. You'll come back and nothing will bother you for a while. Yeah. And then you'll be ready to go back to disconnect. That's, that's right. Anyway, thanks for listening. We Peace appreciate out. you. Peace. <laughs>